And the fog lifted, and it was quite lovely. And it's very lovely here. So nice to be with you. I've been trying to get to at least two parishes each weekend, a Saturday evening and a Sunday. Um, we had a, a mass at the cathedral yesterday, so I didn't make it to a parish last night, but it's good to be here in Gig Harbor at St. Nicholas of Tolentino with you all today. Our readings, as always, are very instructive. And where a lot of times the readings are inspiring, I find today's to be more really instructive, giving direction to our practice, our practice in our relationship with God, most especially, but also some implications in our relationship with others. And they are primarily speaking to us of prayer, of how God hears our prayer, and the kind of stance, if you will, the attitude and the posture that leads to an attentive response from God. And the book of Sirach today reminds us that our God is a God of justice, but he also has a partiality for the weak, for the orphan, for the widow, for those who are oppressed. Even the psalm today says that the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Now, we may think, well, they're getting preferential treatment by God. And to a certain extent, they are. But it's not because necessarily they are living a moral life. It's not even because that they've done anything to merit this partiality of God, but rather the sheer circumstances of their life has brought them to a very lowly point where they know that all they have is God. They know that there is nothing they themselves can do for themselves. And so they turn to God out of a real sense of need. And thus God hears their plea. God answers their cry. Even St. Paul, in the second reading today, he is writing St. Timothy. And Paul is, and he knows he is, at the end of his life. He is in prison. And he shares with Timothy that even when he went to court, there was no one there in his defense. Can you imagine? Now we know Paul also throughout his years of proclaiming Christ to the Gentiles, he knew, but I would imagine he knew even more poignantly at this point, his utter dependence upon God. 
He knew that if he did not preach Jesus Christ, he was nothing. He knew of his utter dependence upon the Lord. And he even says to Timothy that when no one else was with him, he knew that the Lord stood by him and gave him strength. That the Lord will rescue him from every evil threat and bring him safe to his heavenly kingdom. He's praying out of a knowledge of the goodness of God, but he's praying out of a true sense of need. Of a need that no matter what he endures, God will be his protection. And then these lead us to the gospel today. And again, the preface of the parable tells us a lot about what we should be paying attention to. Who did Jesus address his parable to? To those who were convinced of their own righteousness. To those who despised everyone else. So, let us not be convinced of our own righteousness, especially when we pray. It's very important when we come before God to be mindful of our need for God, and especially of our need for God's mercy. I, just like anybody else, I'm a sinful man. I know how much I need and rely upon God's mercy. I am one entrusted with a great deal of responsibility. And I know I cannot meet the demands placed upon me by my own strength. I can white-knuckle it with the best of them. But that, in most days, is even not enough. And I come before the Lord with that knowledge in my prayer. And I come before the Lord in prayer pretty regularly. In fact, I try to begin every day in trusting whatever the rest of that day holds to the Lord. And I come before the Lord at the end of nearly every day asking him to bless my efforts. I know that my work is not what counts, but God's work through me. We cannot be convinced of our own righteousness, and we certainly cannot despise others and expect God to give us much of a hearing. Two people went up to the temple area to pray, a Pharisee and a tax collector. <clears throat> a Pharisee is one who knows God's law, or on the other hand is known publicly to be a sinner. 
someone who regularly cheats others for his own well-being and lining his own pockets. So from the get-go, the comparisons at the front end would be weighed way more on the side of one than the other. But Jesus then quickly turns the scales because Jesus and Jesus alone can read hearts. So the Pharisee took up his position and he spoke his prayer. Who did he pray to? He spoke his prayer to himself. That ought to get him somewhere. Now, he starts fairly well. Oh, God, I thank you. Gratitude needs to be a big part of our prayer. We need to recognize everything we have is from God. Everything. The life that I have is from God. The person that I am created to be is from God. Whatever gifts and talents I have are from God. Whatever means I have to make a living is from God. My family, my friends are from God. Every breath I draw is from God. So we thank God in our prayer. But this individual is thanking God for the wrong reasons. I thank you, God, because I'm not like the rest of humanity, those poor, miserable beings, greedy, dishonest, adulterous. I fast twice a week. Well, he's doing more than even God asks. Pay tithes on my whole income. He is applauding and patting himself on the back. God is already aware of all of that. The individual is not aware of his need. The tax collector, on the other hand, stood off at a distance, not even raising his eyes to heaven, and beat his breast as he prayed. O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. My friends, this is a proper posture. Not a false sense of humility. That's not what Jesus is encouraging and promoting here. But a simple and honest recognition before God of our own falling short of our own absolute need for God. If you look at the crucifix, you see Jesus completely vulnerable, completely giving himself. Even as the Son of God, Jesus relied upon the Father. 
Even as the Son of God, Jesus relied upon the strength, the inspiration, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Even as the Son of God, Jesus gave up his place in heaven to take on our flesh. Even as the Son of God, he laid down his life for us. This is our posture as a Christian before God. Jesus teaches that whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's humility. Willing to give our life away for the good of another. Willing to give our life away in service of God as the greatest witness of our love for God. Our prayer is also for others, not just for ourselves. So my friends, as we enter even more deeply into this Eucharist. Let us come humbly before the Lord, acknowledging our need for salvation, our need for the mercy poured out here. The Eucharist is the sacrament of reconciliation. Let us come humbly and gratefully before the Lord to receive our salvation, the gift of life. Let us leave humbly and gratefully, willing to share that life and to give our life away for God and for others.